0: Welcome to episode 38 of Sauce, the Thomas McCollum edition. That's right. If anyone was thinking of any other 38s and you can find one that's better than Thomas McCollum, good for you. And let us who know. Who
1: could forget who <laughs> <hit> Thomas McCollum? <laughs> one of the all-time greats.
0: He actually was supposed to be like, kind of like a really good goalie for us. And he really? never turned out to be anything.
1: Yeah. When was it? Like what year? I have no idea who this is.
0: Um, It was it was somewhat recent. He was like supposed to be Howard's backup or something, if memory serves. Um, But I'll 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 pull up the the years. You tell me how how you're doing, how your week was.
1: It's been good. I've been uh, this week was a little weird by me just because I feel like the weather. It was like five days of rain, (laughs) so. That part can get depressing, but uh, the lawn needed it a little bit. Um, the week's been good. Had a little uh, get together at my place yesterday, so I'm just recovering from that. Oh uh, shindig, a little bit. Yep, a little shindig. Uh, luckily, the weather was good, and yeah, just been hanging out. What about you? You had a little, a little golf trip. Yes. Let's hear it. <clears throat> how, let's hear it when? What are the scores? And, and I know that you had a.
0: Uh, I, won't, a tell nice sort of I, I <laughs> won't tell the scores. I won't tell the scores because they're very embarrassing. Not just for me. I I did have the lowest out of, out of all of them. I will say that, um, well, you know, uh, but yeah, my, my brother-in-law for sure does not want, he doesn't want anyone to know his score. It was kind of one of those, like, it doesn't leave this foursome this weekend. Like it doesn't leave. It doesn't, it, we, we all saw it on the scorecard, but no one else gets to know exactly what that number was.
1: Yeah. Like he stayed up there to practice for next year. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep yeah we left him up there
1: he's Just, like guys it, i don't deserve to come up. He has
0: to walk home. <laughs> but no uh the it was fun it was unbelievable uh i i'll give a little shout out to evergreen uh golf resort in cadillac michigan it's really really nice um it's not like it's not a five-star resort or anything like that it's cool because your your hotel and and bar is right on site right at the uh like right By the first tee and right where 18 ends. Um, It's a nice course. We paid like 80 bucks for staying one night and playing 36 holes. So uh, my my buddy, Justin found the Groupon um, and this was the last weekend that we could use it. So it was a lot of fun. I will say, we lost the scorecard from today. I think that the other guys were so embarrassed at how they did that They didn't want to see, so we were in the car on the way home, and they're like, Oh, can we add up the scores? And they're like, Uh, I think it's still in the car,
1: anyway. I know, actually lit it on fire, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, well, that's good. That's that, um, I, I know you mentioned that it was cold, but that, that sometimes that golf is the, the most fun. You wake up early, you go play 18, and it's it's cold, but uh you gotta get gotta get in the swing of things by a few practice swings and you're good to go. So oh, yeah. and a few well, beers, obviously. That warm l- up.
0: Let me just tell you so so obviously before we started recording, I, I told you about the amazing comeback that Hugh and I had uh, against our counterparts. We had um we had uh, so it was Hugh and myself. Um and then we were facing my brother-in-law Anthony and our other buddy Justin. And so it was two versus two. It was a really close all throughout all 18 holes. It was really close going into the final four. We were down two. we tied the, we tied the, the first hole going into the last four. And then we won the next three to win the whole thing. And it was awesome. And it was all me because you didn't really <laughs> help much, but yeah, well, it was, it standard. was all me.
1: <laughs> no, that's incredible. Those are the best. I mean, nothing's really on the line, but like, just bragging rights. I don't know if you had money on it anyway, but you know, just got some small, friends going small out there. Dog, and, small dollars. Yeah.
0: Honestly, like yeah. I, I think I came out with legitimately like $6 that I want.
1: Like, oh, one beer. Not exactly. Not including tip. <laughs>
0: yep. Hey, but it's six more dollars than I went in with. So, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Uh, no, that's awesome.
0: I, I will say though, with it being that cold, if you, if you like hit a ball fat, you feel it in your entire body.
1: Yeah, like you chunk a four iron and hit it thin. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh,
0: it's it's not not fun. a good recipe. <laughs> oh no, no. Both yeah. both of your forearms are shaking, and it's it's just brutal. But uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So well, for, for those of you who haven't noticed, uh, um, Dustin is not on today. Uh, he had to deal with, with with some other other things going on, so uh, he'll be back next week. But um, but yeah, uh, any. Well, first of all, we should probably talk about who we're having on today before we have any news that we're gonna. Before we kick it over, but um, Mike Smetula, he played. Uh, he had it, the coolest. Like the reason why we wanted to have him on is because he has such a cool little um, kind of a, a cool roadmap of of where he's played hockey.
1: Yeah, that's a journey.
0: Exactly, like. He started off – he played three different junior leagues in three different years and then went to Northeastern, tore it up at Northeastern, North did very well, and then transferred to Minnesota. And then um, now he plays in the ECHL. He's just so interesting to hear everything that's uh, – like his, his whole path
1: for sure yeah no it's it was really interesting to hear that um so i know the listeners will enjoy sounds like the um you know going back to the coast this upcoming year uh with you know i think he's got some games where we talked about it some games in the a and obviously that's a that's what he wants to go play for next um that's next step in the journey i would imagine and uh and it sounds like too that playing overseas somewhere in Europe. So I don't know if, if Russia's on the table. So, uh, it'll be interesting to follow his career and see where that takes him. I know he's got a, got a lot, a lot of gas left in the tank.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's, as you'll hear in the, in the interview, he's not the biggest guy, but I mean, he, he, he knows how to get around people. He knows how to, he knows how to find the back of the net, plain and simple. So, um, But yeah, so hopefully everyone will enjoy uh, Mike's Matilda. Is there anything that you want to bring up before we kick it over?
1: No, let's do it. All right, let's go.
0: Well, you know what time it is. Our next guest won a Clark Cup with the Dubuque Fighting Saints. Before he went on to play college hockey at uh, Northeastern before transferring to the University of Minnesota, and now he currently plays in the ECHL for the Adirondack Thunder. Please welcome to the Sauce podcast, Mike Smatula. What's going on, Smats?
2: Not a whole lot. I uh, heard great things about your podcast, so I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Of course. Yeah. Well, that's that's good you hear you heard good things. I wonder from who?
1: Uh, that was me um, i i
0: anonymous
1: no it's matt i uh we were talking a little bit before we went on or we before we started to hit record so you've been hitting the links a little bit um you've, re- a lot you've, of been, it. you've been skating a little bit too but mostly playing golf how's that been how's that been going you know have you have the handicap is it slowly you know creeping down or, or what yeah
2: yeah it's actually been uh it's been a big summer for me um as far as my golf game is concerned uh, You know, I don't want to brag or anything, but I probably shoot around 78 every round. So I think I shaved off probably about six strokes since I started the summer. So I've usually played probably about 70, 70 wow. rounds. So. Well, there- <laughs> <laughs> What's your best round? Uh, where? I had a 75 earlier this summer.
1: What's your favorite course around here, just now that we're on the golf topic? In, in My um,
2: favorite course, I would probably say coyote preserve it's
1: in fenton area okay yep nice nice yeah yeah. of course yeah ben's beautiful um i'm in the uh well i guess there's a couple that are super close to where i'm from uh, in clarkston have you played pine knob or oakhurst any of those yeah i've played pine knob i like that course a lot yeah it's nice
0: track
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's tough that's actually what I was thinking about when I said uh, Oakhurst. Although Oakhurst is nice too, but um, no, that's good to hear about your golf game. Tyler's going up for a, a little golf trip up north uh, this upcoming weekend. So if you have any quick tips for him, um, eye on the ball. I, I like that one, Tyler. So just make sure you the, the ball. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Just
0: you know, just get in the hole. It's not complicated <laughs> or anything. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of drinking involved too. So I'm sure that uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be- either help me or hurt me. Not not really sure.
2: But, uh, <laughs> you just got to find the sweet, the sweet spot
0: in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just going to do a couple happy Gilmore swings. Cause uh, I don't, I, I always hit it straight, but never far enough. I can never get enough, enough motor behind it, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the um, course rangers not going to be looking when I'm swinging. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, thank, thank you once again for, for joining us. Uh, there's, there's a lots of lots on pack. But I, I wanted to start off first back at the in the high school days. Yeah. back when um, you know back when we took Polish class together, yeah. uh, back at good old Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So uh, that's where it all started for for your hockey career. Uh, at, at least as far as I'm concerned. I know that you played obviously your whole life, but um, playing competitive, competitive hockey started with uh, playing for Clannow and I believe it was your junior year. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you guys were playing Notre Dame prep and you were on pace to become like the number one player in the state. You were just tearing it up. And then something happened where didn't you break your leg?
2: Yeah, I, I, fractured, the my, I fractured my femur bone. Oh, cool. Yikes. So, yeah, that one hurt. A How little is that?
1: <laughs> What's the road to recovery there? I mean, femurs, obviously, I think everybody knows that's like the well first of all it is the biggest bone if i'm not mistaken i'm no yeah, doctor but. no it is it's the biggest bone, but <laughs> yeah so what's that look like it a physical therapy and all the the whole nine yards
2: yeah it was actually well, i'll just give you a backstory on how it happened so i, th- I think we we're losing to notre dame prep which we shouldn't have been losing wow. to. and i remember clay now called me in me and a couple other guys to the bench and said like you know pretty much like you're up and you're down type deal and i'm just like all right well i'm gonna go nuts this next shift and so I was just buzzing around there and then I just collided with the guy at Center Ice and I knew immediately something was wrong and, um, it kind of blacked out for, I think until I got to the locker room and, uh, yeah, I just, I went to actually Mr. Sweet took me for the MRI and saw there was a fracture. So I think it was about four months, um, Jeez. until I could start doing rehab oh. and then probably another two months after that till. Till I was probably eighty percent, till I could, till I felt comfortable enough to start skating. So,
1: Jeez. well, not to bring up the uh, some, you know, a bad thought, but how how did it actually happen? Were you in the corner or like? Where, no, I was where go down.
2: Yeah, I was. I was forechecking because, like I said, I, I got, I got, uh, my butt handed to me. Yep. That I wasn't playing so well, so I dumped it in. I was wheeling. And they kind of broke it out, and then it was like a loose puck in the neutral zone, and I was still flying, kind of back And I got the puck, and I tried to make a move around a guy that was standing still in the neutral zone. And he, I don't think he stuck his knee out, but it was kind of like just like a bang-bang type play. And I think my my skate kind of got stuck in the ice as as my leg kind of went backwards. And then, uh, yeah, that was – Jesus yeah
0: did you put any weight on it I mean did you skate off yourself I, I don't I don't remember no I remember old... um I like I said I kind of blacked
2: out because the pain was like incredible at first and then I remember I think her who is the trainer was Kelly I believe her name was
0: yeah, yeah. and
2: uh she came out and, like because I was kind of laying on my stomach and they wanted to roll me over she tried to pick my leg up and I just remember like screaming oh. and then I was like okay something's seriously wrong yeah um so yeah I think Jeez. I just got like helped off the ice and Hobbled my way in the room. My
0: was that was that about halfway through smats? I I don't like through the season. Yeah, I, I think
2: it was probably about twelve, uh, maybe fifteen games. 12, 15 games right in there.
0: Okay, yeah, and I, cool. I know, I know how much of uh how much of a blow that was. Just well, not not just for for you and in your hockey career, but it was uh, it was it was big for for St. Mary's too, and and they. They missed you like crazy, man. Um, especially going into into playoffs and everything. Um,
1: yeah, where'd you end up? Like, uh, not you specifically, but St. Mary's. How'd we? Um, I think we lost
2: in the quarterfinals to Gross Point, either North or South. I can't remember which
0: one. Yeah, I can't remember either. But um, but yeah, I I know I I, I wanted to bring it up because it's a story of, of perseverance, and, and obviously, you know, you could have you could have easily chosen to say like, Oh, you know, this is just the the shitty hand that was dealt to me and, and say, you know, poor me. But as soon as you were able to recover, I mean, you could tell that just the love of the game that you've had, uh, it stuck with you and, and it bur- it just lit a fire that was even, even, you know, it got you going even more. So you went on to play Lansing, uh, AAA and Lansing for a year, right? Yep. Instead of finishing at St. Mary's, so I never got I never got the opportunity to ask why, and I never I never found out why you didn't uh, want to graduate with St. Mary's. Was there just a better opportunity at, at Lansing at yeah, the time?
2: I think obviously I I would want I wanted to graduate with uh, all my friends and stuff, but just hockey wise, it was a better opportunity, and my parents couldn't like afford to do both. Um, right, right obviously, you know, both are pretty expensive. So that was tough, but overall, yeah, it was, it was a hockey decision at that point. Um, I got to play for my old coach or he was my first coach ever. Um, Dean Dixon, he, he actually passed away a couple of years ago, rest of his soul, but yeah, it was, wow. it was, that was just a hockey decision for me. So it would end up working out well, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of missed being able to graduate with my friends and
0: stuff. Well, it, you kind of picked up right where you left off the season before, uh, you know, before you got injured, because you you did fairly well at at uh, in Lansing, right? I mean, you, you yeah. tore it up. Yeah,
2: I had a good year.
1: <laughs> so, that what, so it, moving over to because I'm always interested in the uh, in the old junior talk, but so is that the catapult that? that kind of leans you into uh, playing in the Null or what was that transition like? So you play in Lansing, AAA, and then did you get drafted in the NA or were you going to different camps in the summer or what was that transition?
2: Um, well, I just, I think I signed, yeah, I signed a tender with Traverse City. Um, they're not a team anymore, but uh, yeah, I signed, I had a good year and and I had an opportunity to sign with that team. And I think that um, that year in Lansing was, was a step for me just because I had such a good year I, I kind of almost surprised myself a little bit and yeah, I I got a really good opportunity to go play in Traverse city. So that, that year helped me out big time.
1: Nice. And how was Traverse city? I mean, obviously it's beautiful, but playing juniors there, that's gotta be, I mean, I played in in Sault Ste. Marie, which has uh, nothing on Traverse city. So I can only imagine how awesome it was playing there.
2: Oh, it was a blast. (laughs) I I had a couple of kids from uh, a couple of my buddies from my team in Lansing that went up to Traverse city. So that kind of helped the transition. And obviously the city was just incredible. I mean, we were just always doing stuff. Like uh, we would go salmon fishing downtown and, um, yeah, it was just a really cool place to play. And also it, it was kind of a good, there was a lot of older guys on that team that were, that were good to the, to the rookies and kind of guys who were coming in. Cause it can be scary at, you know, being a, a rookie and obviously me being not the biggest guy either. There's some guys out there just absolutely crushing people. So,
1: um, I feel like, I feel like in the, uh, and not to cut you off, but you bring up a good point. It's like people think about oh the hockey specifically, which it is all about the hockey, but when you're a rookie going to play juniors, there's so much more that goes into it. Like it's those initial camps of just playing with with like ridiculously large human beings that are four years older than you that you don't even know why they're still playing. Right. So <laughs> that guy <could> absolutely <laughs> crush me. Yeah. So, and it's I think it's, it's like nice. a,
2: uh it's never as bad as you thought it was type deal, you know, but you just need to get acclimated to the environment and having good teammates and older guys that can like tell you, Hey, you know what? Like it's not really that big of an issue. Just go play your game type deal. Uh, it helps a ton. So we had that and that was, that was big for me and, and, um, the other first year guys who were there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And especially playing in the North division too. And the all, I mean, that can be, uh, it's a little rough there. Yeah. it's not always the prettiest hockey, but like, man, you get in front of the net and you're, you're feeling it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I was usually going down every time. So
1: a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> you have to.
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll force you to put some, put some meat on the bones, right?
2: Yeah. a couple extra stops at Burger King, which I don't mind.
0: <laughs> but uh, so Smats, so, you mentioned being a little bit smaller and I know that you, your game is, is more built around skill than, than physicality. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, did you ever have to stick up for yourself, uh, like the, when you, when you first got to Traverse City? Were there some were there some times where you just you had to drop the mitts just to just to prove a point, or did you have other people on the team that would do that for you guys?
2: Um, there was other guys that would do that, and to be quite honest with you, my first year, I was I was kind of a little in my own shell. Um, I wasn't really as as fully confident as, as I, as I ended up being, which I guess, you know, it's my first year or whatever. But like I said, again, there was any guy who, who got touched that was like a, well, any guy in general, but especially like a smaller guy or a skilled guy, we had guys that were, I mean, you didn't, you didn't even have to look the the gloves, you would just see the gloves flying in your peripheral vision and there'd be a guy like, and not even kidding. Someone, yeah.
0: someone tries to hit you and you still have the puck and then the whistle is blowing. You're on. You're on like a breakaway or so you thought. And then you look behind you, and guys are just chucking nuts. <laughs> Not to that
2: extent, but uh, it was mostly like you know, if if, he, if a guy got a big hit, even if it was clean, there we had guys that would just go and like, you know, they would they would say something, and then it ended up turning into more. So we had we had some some good guys that would do that for sure. So it was
1: pretty. I mean. And it helps, like, especially your player, anybody that's not in the, the super, uh, like, your physical guide still, though. I mean, but, like, you're still getting a bunch of points, but it makes it so much easier to, to go in the corners hard, to make to go in front of the net, to, to dig at a loose rebound or do whatever because you have those guys behind you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it just gives you so much more flexibility there. And, and, and that's the best part. And I think that people forget about that part of how big a factor those guys that maybe get eight points, but, you know... 120 pims yeah. protecting people it's, it's,
2: it's such a big deal because you know the guys won't even think like if, they, if you don't have a type of guy like that like guys will just be running around mm-hmm. and if you do you just get that one or two seconds extra and you're probably not going to get your head taken off and if you do they're probably going to get their head taken off for doing that so mm-hmm. it's important to have those guys for sure like
0: Oh, okay, it, it makes them second guess their decisions. Oh right? yeah,
2: they're they're always thinking twice. You know, do I want to? Do I want whatever his name coming after me? If I if I'm gonna, you know, give this guy an extra shot or or hit him high or you know, like, yeah.
1: those are the guys that would be you know before everybody's doing their pregame routine or whatever. They're they're taping their stick at the end, and and these guys are tape taping their wrist. Yeah, you know, no, that's, that's, that's like weird. oh that that makes <laughs> me happy to see that you are getting ready <laughs> to protect me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like all right, yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> fine. Tonight. Yeah, it's like okay, they're dropping off the uh, the opening draw. They <laughs> yeah. set the tone early. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: What's what's the furthest you had to travel from from Travers?
2: Uh, I think we actually came to. I don't know. I think we went to Janesville. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that was probably the farthest trip.
1: That yeah, that was, I, was not familiar the- with that. Yep, Janesville there. I think uh, there was a few different teams in the Null when I was in the North Division, like you mentioned. Traverse City w- wasn't there um, and still not there. But, um, yeah, mostly you play in the North. I didn't know if you – did you guys make the playoffs ever? Were you traveling to uh, any of the other divisions? Or was it just – was it Blaine, Minnesota as the opening, like, huge? Uh, yeah, we went Null Yeah, tournament? we went
2: there. And then we, we made it in playoffs. We lost in the first
1: round to the Warriors, actually. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, four games. Four. That just made Connor happy. Yeah, it did. The right. alma mater. We didn't win. Well, I guess they were probably okay. They actually, they were probably pretty good when they when you guys played. I them. think they won. Oh,
0: yeah, was Kevin Kelly in there? What's that? What, was Kevin Kelly in there that year? Uh, no, but I think is that what I think Zach played?
1: Like, yeah, yeah that, Zach, Zach was Thompson here.
0: I think Dan Sakalian was there, for, yeah, there for
1: for a split second. Marty Gruse was per pitch there. Like those guys. Yeah. Perp was there. Yeah. I that's just what just I thought. You know, dude, actually, a...
2: geez. I know a lot of people on the team now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, that was a solid team. I think, I mean, they went, they went downhill. Uh, there was a few
0: Mancana guys. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I got there and man, people just retired and, and aged out. <laughs> and they're like, dude, you're 18. You can't age out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, that's how it is in juniors, right? It's just like, it, it's there's people leaving, going to college, doing whatever, oh, moving yeah. to. Uh, it's actually a good transition. I mean, you, a lot of times in the NAW, it could be a stepping stone, and you kind of use that as well, right? You're a younger guy, and then you went to go play in the MJHL, yep. right?
2: America.
1: Yeah. How was that? Yeah,
2: that was, well, I can't even, I, I don't even honestly to this day know how that all transpired. It was <laughs> the most fun hockey was, ever for you. Maybe? Like, how I even got there was, was a guy. <laughs> just tell me the story. How is
1: it? He was scoring at will. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that was,
2: I had I had a lot of good help too, but it was, I think I, I actually sent a DVD out to, there's a hockey school out there and I sent just like a little highlight tape and eventually got a call from a team that was out there and it was Summerside. And I just felt like at that point it was, you know, there was guys getting commitments and whatever in the NA and. Um, just for me, I just felt like I, I just wasn't like the best player that I could be. I didn't think like, um, I just felt like kind of going off of my own page would be something different and something that could maybe propel me to like, uh, you know, just the next gear or or just do something different. I just had a gut feeling. So I was like, yeah, you know what, this this place is beautiful. And the team was, the coaches were awesome. So I was like, you know, going to take a chance here and and it ended up being um, the best, one of the best years. And that coach there gave me a chance and gave me the confidence. And I think that was, that year was really the turning point uh, for me. And like my bill of family was awesome. I still go visit them every year. I still talk to them all the time. Um, so it was just a perfect situation. And and uh, it's just a beautiful place. Like it's, it's,
1: I would, it I would
2: advise going there, recommend going there one time in your life, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome year.
1: Wait, where where is it located in Canada? So it's Prince Edward Island. It's like oh, so it's way out, it's on the west coast, like over British Columbia.
2: Yeah, it's like uh so it's right next to Nova Scotia. I want to say so it's like it was like four and a half hours from Maine. Got it.
1: Yeah. Dang. okay so, so that would be that would,
0: that would be east, east side. Yes, yep. that would be the yeah. east. I,
1: I thought Prince Edward Island for some reason was on the on the west, but it is not. And I was thinking the BCHL too. Of like that was my next question of like did you explore other other uh junior leagues in Canada or was it kind of like this opportunity came up and you're like hey I'm I'm gonna jump on it and uh and, and go from there yeah
2: I uh I didn't have any offers from anywhere else so it's kind of um you know that was that was the only team so I was I was uh, I was fortunate that you know I, I had to fly out there and kind of do like a tryout type skate deal um which you know was fun and and they ended up liking me. And then it was just kind of, you know, the rest was history on that year. But the coach and, and the ownership there was just incredible. And um, I credit that ownership and, like, my billet family and everything. And and that was, that was definitely
1: the year where some things changed for me mentally for the better. For sure. And then, uh, well, and, like, you kind of touched on it, too. It's, like, trying to figure out, like, these leagues are so different. And I don't know if people understand this, but – I mean, you can play in the the NA or, like, uh, play in the BCHL or the MJHL or USHL. And, like, they all have a very different style of play. And and not to mention even, like, you know, maybe people are more familiar with the WHL, OHL, and QMJHL. Like, all of those are super different. But that's the same throughout any – whether it's juniors or major junior. So it's really trying to figure out what best suits you. And it sounds like you found that. And then it really found it going into the the USHL. Yeah,
2: that – that was uh, it it really is something too. Cause like a lot of the times actually, you know, pretty much my whole career, it's always like, you know, I, I'm, I think I can do better, but like, you know, nothing's really happening. Like that, the doubt kind of creeps in to your mind. So, um, but if you do find the fit, like it, it can just, it can change everything.
1: Really- yeah, for sure. And it's like, you just need a little bit of puck luck too. And, and then you get the confidence and then the right fit. I mean, that's all it is, and trying to explore it. So that's, uh, I mean, just looking at where you've gone to, it sounds like you really didn't, you didn't want to hold yourself back and just ride through and hope things would change. You, you made things happen by yourself, and um, and, it, and it worked out well. So that's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that.
0: It, it looks like you played with uh, Tyler Spezia on that team in debut. Uh, yeah, Spez was there for I think almost up until
2: Christmas. Or, yeah, he was there till Christmas.
1: Nasty hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's fast. <laughs> Started with the. Uh, he was a roller hockey player for like most of his life. I think he still and, is. Uh, well, yeah. He's very- it, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess still is. But he. I don't think he played ice hockey for a while. And then, man, he just like. uh And then when I say a while, like I don't know when you guys played, right? But like typically, uh, a hockey player that plays his whole life starts skating at like three yeah. or something ridiculous, right? And I think he was a little bit late. Yeah, he on, was like, like twelve. Years I, old. I don't know the exact. Uh,
2: age but I just I remember hearing or actually he told me but I was like wow I, that's incredible that you're doing this <laughs>
0: yeah the, the that, earliest the earliest known thing at least on elite prospects is oh six oh seven. yeah that's for him
1: for him and then yeah if, it, he uh <laughs> Caesars went,
0: right away could you imagine starting hockey and be like oh I, I guess I'll play for Caesars
1: <laughs> no <laughs> what, what was 08 Tyler where was he at 08
0: uh, it actually jumps from 06, 07 to 11 and 12.
1: Yeah. Cause he won a national championship with me in Rochester. So
0: mm.
1: <laughs> <Not> a, <laughs> yeah. such, such a
0: shame. It doesn't show that. <laughs> I,
1: I know. I know. But anyway, we don't have to talk about me unless you guys. want. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, do, do you have, um, so the difference between MJHL versus USHL, is that, is it pretty similar? Cause when I look back at like points and, goals assists, things like that i mean you had similar obviously there was some growth there and i think the ushl and i don't know much about the mj but like ushl is probably a, a little bit better league in my often no no or? it's
2: it's a, it's definitely a better league
1: um okay
2: yeah it was for me it was i i think everything was you know pretty much everything for me was mental um and like the mjhl it's, it's a pretty good league like we you know we had some some good battles like a the team in our division ended up going to the RBC Cup Championship, so we played them a bunch. Um, but yeah, when when I made that transition to the USHL, it was the 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 play was better. But I think I was just uh, I just learned so much, and I my confidence was just at an all time high that it was I was just able to kind of go right in and carry right
1: off from where I was at. Yeah how, how how was the team there? And you said at Dubuque. I mean, obviously, you guys were. We're good, right, but like do you have any studs on your team that you can remember, or were you that guy? um I mean, I didn't even think I was gonna make the team when I got there, so,
2: um, <laughs> well, there go. we had, yeah, we had some really good players we had I'm trying to think if there's any we had matt Benning um replaced for the oilers, mm-hmm. and I think that's it as far as n h uh, l there's a couple guys in the a a couple guys in the coast, but We were just like, I I could tell probably like four weeks in that we were going to be something special. Just like how, how, like we would literally go the whole team to watch like TV at each other's house the other, like every day of the week.
1: And I was like, this
2: is kind of weird, but it's, you know, there's something special here. And that was just like that from, I credit a lot to our coach, pretty much, you know, everything to our coach. He just preached like, you know, the team. And it was just so much more than just a saying like, you know, oh, we're going to be a team this year. It was, we lived and breathed it and, and we didn't have the best like individual players in the league, but we were just so much of a team that, that we just, it, it all came together perfectly. So it was, it was a really good year.
0: Super yeah. close. Right. So that I'm, I'm assuming that's what kind of brought you guys uh, the Clark cup. Yeah.
2: Um, so we did this thing probably in January. It was called the hot seat. Um So this is after like getting to know your teammates and like, we've already been a a pretty good team. I think we're, you know, we're first in the league or whatever, but we did this thing and it was, uh, each player would get like four lines to write about each, each not like each player had a number on a sheet, but, but you didn't know who filled out the sheet. So you wrote about every one of your teammates, like brutally honest what you thought about them. And then we'd mix them up and, and then a week later we passed them around. And then if whoever was up would go sit there and then the whole team would read what each sheet said about you. And like
0: oh, yeah, it was that could either be really good or really And bad. it was like
2: <laughs> brutally honest and but it after that moment like we had a couple guys that were kind of on the fence and like a couple guys got like destroyed in there. And not in like a bad thing, but it was just cuz we cared about, it, you know what I mean? And What
1: yeah. were, some, what were the, some of the things like obviously not name specific, but like what kind of brutally honest stuff were people like, sharing?
2: It would like, and usually if it was, it, it would be pretty like,
1: uh, like, doesn't pass the puck, take selfish penalties, or was it like,
0: was it personal? Yeah, it got,
2: I mean, it, it got kind of like, you know, you're selfish, you know, do you want to be here even? Um, you know, you don't pass the puck, you take dumb penalties, you have a bad attitude off the ice, like, people don't like being around. Like, it, it got pretty, oh, yeah, geez. it got, it got pretty bad. And, like, usually if it was, something said like that, like it wouldn't just be one or two, it'd be like the whole thing. So like it would you would just have to bear it out and just listen to 20 or whatever, how many times it was pretty much the same thing being said about somebody. But after that moment that we, be, we just became so close and like everyone took it as, as a good thing. And the few guys that, that kind of got called out changed and like ended up being the best players for us down the stretch. So it was, just stuff like that where you you don't usually see that and um yeah it was our coach was phenomenal and and everything about that year was awesome so
1: yeah i was gonna say credit to your coach there because there's some you know you got to be a coach to read the team and there's probably some years where he wouldn't have done that that exercise if he knew the guys couldn't handle it so uh, being able to read the team and and know that you guys are able to handle that because that could be rough i mean you're you're playing juniors. You're in a, a random place without family, without friends. Really, the only people you know are are the people in the locker room. And if you read your entire team not wanting to be around you, I mean, some players can fold and and just pack it in and go home. So yeah, it was it stuff. was cool. And,
2: and like, ever nobody had like a perfect sheet either. Like, but you know, you would you would just take it as as you know, our, my teammates care about me, and it's it's weird that because usually you don't feel like that, especially you know you can say that you'll you'll take it like that but to actually (laughs) handle it like that was was pretty cool to see and then after that i i kind of knew we were i thought i knew right then we were gonna win so
1: yeah wow that's a cool story but so not not really like hockey or or maybe team related i'm I'm curious how was uh dubuque how was the fans the place like did you like it there were there other places that maybe you wish you tried to go at or or get traded oh no i absolutely
2: loved it there um the so that, that's a,
1: like an awesome place. Yeah, the fans
2: were great. Um the city was cool. Just like the billets, everyone was friends with everyone. Like we would go to everyone's billet, and it could not have been a better situation. So I, I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. No way.
1: That's good. In the uh in the USHL world, there's Dubuque, did they have uh did they have money to spend on you guys? Were you guys getting treated well as far as bus uh rink and, and clothes gear all that stuff uh, that's that's where my mind goes by the way when, when i'm thinking of junior <laughs> no, uh,
2: yeah i mean i think we got a lot of the stuff like from the league or whatever but the rink was awesome Our, you know our facilities were great the locker room was was great the unis the were uniforms filthy. were just yeah you put that jersey on it just felt like yeah I sure. I are right. Yeah, those are nasty. <laughs> yeah, everything was
0: everything was top notch there. Couldn't have been better. And Connor's all, always curious because his his junior bus uh he he had to push it half the time to get it going so.
1: <laughs> He was a pedal bus. No, we spent, we spent more money on the wrap on the outside. So you got like players faces all around oh, and whatever and then so, like, it, from the outside, you're like, okay. I mean, it's it, it could be nice on the inside, and then and then bite, <laughs> our bus driver would back into a tree and knock out the back window, and, it's, and
0: yeah. Down, so. In, inside, it had like a bunch of folding chairs instead of like actual seats.
1: BYOC, <laughs> bring your own chair. The
2: buses the bus can bus be rough, but those are oddly like the things I think I'll miss the most. Those bus trips, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that, and that's why I bring it up. And Dustin and Tyler, they make fun of me, but. The uh, the bus trips are one hundred percent the best part. You're spending you're in a close quarters for you know nine ten hours or whatever there, and then you're going yeah. back after a game, <laughs> and it could be four in the morning, and your bus driver's hauling ass down the yeah, highway. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a <laughs> random movie. Yeah. I
2: always remember stuff like that. Just you get no sleep. Your your back's in half.
1: But it's, it's yeah, especially, especially if you're a rookie and you get are doubled yeah, up oh my gosh terrible <laughs> uh, yeah playing cards in the back no that's the best 100 percent. so that's why i gotta ask it's like some people were lucky they got the full sleeper buses no, and, we and we'd get that yeah, every we never in a had while. that no that yeah well there you go you you slummed it like slumped the rest of us it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way well that's that's sweet so i mean Todd, what else on dubuque i wanted to get to uh some some college hockey Oh, I,
0: that's exactly what I wanted to get into as well. So right, well, I, I was looking yeah. at the roster while while uh, while you guys were talking buses. Uh, I was looking at just the so you you went to Northeastern. I was looking at this first um, this first roster. You played with Josh Manson, that mammoth of a oh, human yeah. being.
2: He was a great guy, great captain, just a great human being. He's a that guy. He's an yeah, animal. He, I think uh, he got kicked out probably like three. I want to say three games. I know the bean pot for sure, where you just hit a guy too hard and then <laughs> have to kick him out. How big was he? Oh, I think he's Dude. like six four, six five on skates. Like,
1: five, does he play for? Does he play for Anaheim? Yeah. Anaheim, yeah, Anaheim, like I mean, yeah. maybe two
2: twenty.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Well, good for him. And you play with him, just a lockdown guy. I mean, how was practice? Oh, man. I
2: mean, practice, that's probably why, that's one of the things I remember why he's so good is because he would, like, he would just absolutely crush me. Or, like, I remember one drill we had, and I was like, all right, like, it's Josh. Uh, I'm going to keep my head up, but I don't think he's going to hit me. And he he did, which I wasn't dirty (laughs) yet, but it's like he plays, he just plays that way all the time. And that's why, that's why he's in the NHL. Like, he, and he was just a great human being, too which was it was awesome
1: that always After makes a difference yeah when you get a guy that's like yeah i don't know six three six five the like, mean guy on the ice maybe not even mean but just like just does whatever he wants on the ice whether it's in the corner in front of the net on the blue line uh hitting guys in open ice and then and then he's a great guy off the ice you're like all right i, I can dig that or if you're gonna if you're gonna hit me in practice you better hit yeah. everybody in practice, right. So right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. So uh, no, I mean, Ty, you were saying the what other guy in the roster you want to talk about? I want to talk about the uh, the Beanpot a little bit too. But
0: no, go 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 right ahead.
1: Well, how was it? I <laughs> the Beanpot one of the uh, the most electric tournaments in in college hockey. Uh, did you? There's some did, is it outdoor games? They've been doing that recently. Were you a part? Yeah, of Yeah, we played uh,
2: my freshman year. We played at Fenway against UMass Lowell.
1: That was awesome. <laughs> Fenway got to be. Unreal. How, how it was, was it? I need to no know more. Awesome. Locker rooms, I'm walking It was out.
2: awesome, but the day of the game, it was, like, super hot for some reason. I want to say it was, like, in the fifth, high 50s or 60s. And it was, like, Jeez. the ice was, like, all water. Like, I remember in warm-ups, we were taking slap shots from, like, the blue line. We were in three lines. And, like, the puck the wouldn't even get to the net. And we were, like, are you, like, oh, no. But, like, everyone's like, we got to call, yeah, the game. <laughs> we were, but we were like, we wanna play. Josh's would. So they actually asked, like, the teams and our captains, and both captains were like, We want to play. So it was, it was such a muck and grind game, but it was awesome just playing at Fenway, obviously. And like, we got dressed in the Red Sox room,
1: and it, yeah, it was just an awesome experience. So, no oh, way, did you guys win it that year? or No, uh, do we win the game? Yeah, uh, no, win the tournament. Oh, and the no, game. we didn't win the tournament, nope. Not that year. we won the game. Okay. Way to bring that up, Connor. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you got bringing up the the hard hitting questions. You know me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, how was it playing with Zach Aston Reese? It was good. I, I was his roommate
2: for uh, my sophomore year, and yeah, he was he was always a hard worker. Um, he was a good friend of mine, and.
0: You outpaced him by almost. You outpaced him by like twenty points.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he had, he ended up having a good couple. I think his junior year, he had a really good year, and then his senior year was was really good. So,
0: oh, was was he a um, was he same same age as yeah, you? Yeah, same grade as same. Me. Gotcha. Okay,
2: but yeah, he was he was a great yeah. player. He always works. He works super hard and like he's one of those players where you can score or you can play like a hard nose type game, which I think you see what he's doing in the NHL. Um, oh, yeah. And he's just, he's always worked that hard. So it's, it's good to see good for him and, and he deserves it.
0: And and the thing is a lot of people, like the reason I, I bring him up is because, you know, I've obviously I'm, I'm looking at this year in particular. Um, I think it was uh, yeah, 2013 and 14. So, 35 games played, he had 19 points. But, like, we, we were talking the other day, Connor and I, and it's it's so difficult to just to to sum up everyone's performance based off of their points because they can learn so much in one oh, yeah. year. And um, oh. with Zach S. And Reese, I mean, you look at what he's done in the NHL, like, sure, he's not a superstar, and, and people are going to say, you know, oh, well, he's got Crosby and Balkan playing around him. Sure, that might be the case, but he's still – I mean, he's a standalone guy. He can he can kind of play physical on his own. He mucks it up in the corners. He's he's a Yeah, good, good he player. is.
2: And he he was doing he's always been doing that since like freshman year. He you know, he didn't have flashy numbers, but like he's always played the right way. And Yeah. I think, you know, he obviously had a a great year scoring all those points and stuff, but like it's the little intangibles that it's good to see guys like that move on because they play the same way. They play the right way. The whole time, so yeah, right. and that just adds another thing to his arsenal, which which is awesome for him. So yeah, he's he's doing awesome. But he he always played that way, and he always worked that hard, and and you know you got to admire that for sure. That's that's something to be proud of. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, and, you, and, and you, I was gonna say, and you, and you got to play with a very good friend Tanner. Oh Posh, yeah, so That's always a treat. Ponder playing playing uh, talk about. Another guy that uh, that's fun to play play with in practice. Oh, you never know when you're gonna get. You're gonna, never know when you're gonna. Go I'll tell you what them. about
2: Ponder is like. There's not a more deserving guy because he just works so hard and he plays yeah. the same way, kind of like Reese, but like you know Pond. Like he's he'll go through a wall. Like he will. Yeah. He doesn't feel pain. Like, well, he sure doesn't <laughs> show it if he does, but. Yeah. He was, he's always been a workhorse like that. And just a guy that's, he's like the ultimate team guy, right? Like he will do literally anything for the team. He works hard, doesn't complain, shows up to work and he, you know, he had a great career and it was awesome playing with him, sure. you know, living five minutes from him. And then being able to play with him for two years was, it was awesome for us. And yeah. And then I played against him in pro too, and it's cool to see him out there. And, he definitely let up a couple of times on me, so. Oh, <laughs> there you go.
1: You don't get
0: that too often from him, so no. Wow,
1: Pond's going gone <laughs> soft. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. You knew it was in there. I it was, was like, hey, you, heart.
0: you heard it here first. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's calling Pond off for, for being soft. No,
2: <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. Let's not.
1: <laughs>
2: no, All
1: right, well, Northeastern to uh, a nice little transfer had the old transfer year over to university of minnesota rolling, yep. the boat. <laughs> rolling the boat um so and and i wanted to ask too is this a similar move as you had in juniors of just trying to find the right avenue yeah i had some success and uh, at northeastern i think i could have more you know more success over here and and you know something like that or is it just a time yeah, for a change was, what, what happened? I, I would just
2: sum it up as it was time for a change um I, I don't really want to go on the details about it, but um, yeah, it was you know I just needed a different change and a different type of fit, and, and uh, that's how I looked at it. So
1: yeah, And a nice blue blood college hockey school, that's got to be unreal. I mean, you're you're going to uh, so th- the difference for me and just from a, a fan's perspective, right? Northeastern, you have a million different schools in a in a two block radius. It feels like in yeah. Boston there. Um, and then Minnesota, you, you walk on, on campus and you guys are like, you know, kings there, um, especially the, the the hockey team, yeah. right? And so you have the best amenities, you got, you're playing some awesome Big Ten hockey and um, was it, it was Big Ten, right? It Back was, then. Still. Yeah, that it was Big Ten. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know when Big Ten actually started for hockey. But anyway, yeah, you're playing in University of Minnesota. They've had success throughout however many years, right? But how was that? Just like the transfer over there, being on campus, beautiful school. Um, was it awesome? Yeah, or it was to straight straight I mean,
2: I remember getting there and and just being like, "Wow!" Like I, yeah, like college game days. Like you know, just how many students there were, and how many student athletes there were. And yeah, you know, I always grew up watching like Michigan and Michigan State and and playing in the Big Ten. It was just like you know, this is pretty awesome. It's and, and like the guys are great, but like this the school is. It's a beautiful campus and. I think it was like all the, all the stuff, obviously playing hockey, there was awesome playing in Mariucci was something I'll, I'll never forget, but just like all the other things that came along with it. Like I had a ton of friends that were not on the hockey team, um, that played other sports. And it was, it was a real like family oriented type deal over there with like all the athletes and Minneapolis is a great city, you know, rip our mopeds around and go to the twins game and stuff like that. So it was, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to have played there and and experience all that I did.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's gotta be a nice, uh, a nice little family. Even, even after, I mean, the, the community there of uh, professional players and, and just the hockey family in general has got to be so large. So it, that's gotta be nice just, you know, graduating there and, and playing there and and just knowing you have that. To yeah, play. we.
2: I mean, we would have some NHL guys like come back in the summers and like hang out with us. And I was like, this is, you know, this is nuts. But I guess this is how it We're works. <laughs> no, it's like once you, you know, it's like a family thing. Once you play there, you're, you're, you know, you're a gopher forever. So it was cool to see like guys come back and stuff like that. And
1: um, yeah, just a nice classic uni too. I mean, talk. We've talked about Dubuque yeah, before, the, but. Minnesota, one of the, the – again, I said, I'll said i say it again, the Blue Blood uniform, you know it. It's kind of like that uh, Michigan's helmet. You just know it when yeah. you see it, and uh, that's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, to put it, was, sweater on.
2: it was super cool. I remember like – I had to like wait for everyone to leave the room, and I like took a picture and sent it to my parents. And like, I was like, i do not <laughs> even sure. sure like how I'm supposed to be feeling right now, but, yeah, you know, I didn't feel like I played for the team. I felt like a fan, but no, it was, it was very cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i just hate when when uh minnesota and umd or like either of those two teams in ferris are playing on tv because i can't tell which yeah, team is which everyone's the same know, fucking color
1: the team winning is <laughs> minnesota
0: yeah I know. but yeah no they're very similar
1: jerseys too
0: so you have to choose uh which one was the better home arena, Northeastern's or Mariucci? Uh,
2: I mean, I, I got to go with Mariucci just because the size and, like, the amount of fans was – it was just insane. Like, we would play North Dakota, and that was probably the best moment of my college career. And it was just nuts. Like, it
1: was jam-packed. jam-packed and,
2: and it was just crazy. They were chanting the whole time. And there's no discredit to Northeastern. That rink was awesome, too. Um, you know, they had the doghouse up there that were crazy too. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota was, it was just nuts. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. The amount of jitters I would get like every home game. And when we played North Dakota, it was just, it was insane.
0: That's unbelievable. So how did you guys do the the two years that you were there? You were there in, uh, from 2016 and then you, uh, ended 2018. How'd you do in your two years? My first
2: year. Yeah. My first year we had a really good team.
0: Um,
2: I think we fit, We were a one seed in the tournament pool, so I think we were, yeah. There's four one seeds, so we were a one seed, and we lost the first game. Actually, in Notre Dame should have won. Lost. I know everyone says that, but it's true. Um, but yeah, that that team, I thought we, I thought we were gonna go all the way. We definitely had the the guys, but it just didn't work out. And my second year, we were just we were kind of a super young team, and we honestly underachieved. Um, so. That was that, but yeah, like my fir- the first year team was 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 a special group. There was a lot of good players on that team, as the second team too. But.
0: And then right after, uh, right after your your final season at uh, Minnesota, you played a few games for the Adirondack Thunder, right? I believe it was six or eight, if uh, if Elite Prospects is, yeah. is correct. Yeah, but
2: uh, describe so, that. Yeah, that was. That was different, because um, like you know, right when the season ends, you're you're talking, you know, to your advisor, you're trying to figure out what's going on, and part of me, you know, was I did, you know, my I just lost, you know, with the brothers I've been playing with, and it's like you know, college is over, but I still had to do classes, and now I'm supposed to jump on a plane and go play for this team that's in a playoff race, but um, it it ended up being really good. I mean, I, I went to Adirondack and. Played six regular season games and then we we made it all the way to the conference final. So it was that was a really cool way to start, jeez, um, my pro career. So yeah, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, you, you stepped right in, and I mean, it wasn't like a, a point per game pace or whatever. But I mean, as a rookie, you still did phenomenal, and and with you just stepping right in like that, that's incredible. And then I believe the next season you were on loan to play a couple of games in the a for both the Stockton heat and the Utica yeah. Comets. Is that right? How does that work being on loan, man? Like, I, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I get the business side of it, but like, how is it, how is it as a player? Like, do you, yeah, it's, I, it's, uh, I it.
2: yeah. When, when you're on loan, it's, it's, you know, they could be calling you up or for most of the, most of the reason it's because somebody got hurt and they need somebody. Um, So, I mean, you just go in, like, you know, you, you just do what you can. And, you know, I don't put too, I never put too much pressure on myself and, you know, I'm a big believer that if like you're going to go somewhere and it's going to stick, that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be meant to be. And there's all you can do is just do what you can. Um, So, yeah, I got, I got an opportunity to play for both those teams and uh, it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Uh, When I played at Stockton, I actually met the team and, in Iowa, and then uh, when I played at Utica, I was there for for about a month. So that was it was a good experience both times.
1: Oh yeah, that's great. I mean, it's a it's so so much better to meet the team before and uh, rather than and I don't know if you've had any experience of like well probably going to Adirondack your first year was was like that, but like kind of just going in and playing a game right away and not really feeling the team, not feeling. Not feeling the flow, not really going to too many practices, it, it just helps so much when you, you're able to know at least oh, yeah. some of the oh, yeah, the system for sure. Play.
2: Like coming in, coming into Adirondack, I was like, I mean, this team they were first place in the league, and I was like, you know, I, there's gonna be some guys that probably aren't happy that I'm here. Um, but it was like the opposite, you know, they were great, and I think that's why we made it so far. We weren't the most skilled team, but again, like those guys there, the older guys, like made sure that we felt comfortable as me and another player and it, it could have, it could have went South. If it was the other way, just put it that way. Cause it, it's very hard going into a team that's been working all year and, you know, some guy comes in and they're oh, trying to steal sure. your job and, but you know, they handled it the right way. And and like I said, it was a character group and that's why I did so well.
1: Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, everybody has, has the same goal. Obviously it's, it's winning, but when you get to that level, it's, it's about, progressing your professional career and and you can only do that uh by not being selfish which yeah which no, but it's true <laughs> you know you gotta it, it, especially that high in in the level it's like hey you want everybody to do well and you gotta think about yourself but you can only do that yeah. by not being selfish yeah and
2: i that's that's the key That that really is the key
1: yeah. So are you going back to, uh, Adirondack next year or what's the, uh, what's the next year looking like? I know everything's got a, a wrench thrown in it with COVID, but, um, I don't know what yeah, you have insight um, to
2: that. I signed to go back there for this year. Um, there, you know, Europe's always an option, uh, but just with everything mm-hmm. going on and, um, like I, I loved it in Adirondack and you know, every you know, I'm I am getting older, but I still approach it the same way every year. And and I like my thought process is, you know, I want to go to the next level. I believe I can play at the next level, and and I think that you need to have that thought process. And at Adirondack, uh, it's a good it's a good opportunity for me to do that. And everyone's kind of on the same page there. So, uh, yeah, just getting ready right for the season whenever it's that's going to start. <laughs>
1: yeah no and it's uh yeah it's super like right in the adirondack (laughs)
2: mountains it's a beautiful spot there's a lot of hiking areas and and the town's beautiful too so
1: for sure well i know um i know we're, we're probably just wrapping up here unless tyler's got anything at the last minute but i do know that we we do want to have you on again we only scratched the surface you've been to a a lot of places, and uh, and we haven't even got into like any of the NHL camps that you've gone to, or uh, anything that you plan on going to, and where this next season will take you. So I know we'll want to we'll want to dig into that a little bit more. But it was great to talk with you on the even back through uh, St. Mary's. That was a yeah. little surprise. I was happy yeah, to no, about that. I
2: actually appreciate that. That was, you know, I missed those days for sure.
0: Back in back in the classroom with Connie, <laughs> man, it's funny. I,
2: at the like, I was just trying to survive.
0: Back that. <laughs> oh you, you and I both, dude. But but the best part about that Polish class was yeah, Fridays that was the off. Best. And then but just like In high school, we were the we were like walking around like our shit don't stink. We're like like, oh yeah, we're taking a college yeah, class, is, uh, <laughs> It's
1: a free period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well uh, Yeah,
0: we're, we're yeah. definitely gonna do a a smats part two. Um, cause like I said, we, like Connor said, we wanted to dip into a few other things. Like you went to, you went to Poland and, and NHL, other NHL camps too. So we're definitely gonna have to have you on again. And, and we really appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast. And this is what happens when, when we get St. Mary's guys on, we just, uh, we're, we're a bunch <laughs> of gas bags, just going, going back on, uh, <laughs> on, on old times, but, uh,
1: it, it's Quick, a lot of fun. You know. and we appreciate it yeah that's fast yeah, it's yeah that went by really fast but
2: i no i appreciate you guys having me like it's super fun to do this and uh, you know keep doing what you guys are doing it's it's awesome to to listen to this type of stuff and and i'm sure a lot of people get a lot of good stuff out of it too and, and some laughs too so thank you again i appreciate it absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank, yep. thank you man and uh we, we will definitely be. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be chatting. Yeah, soon, sounds good. I'll right? be back
2: whenever. You just let me know. I got plenty of time in my hands right now. So, oh, well, you got to work on the golf. <laughs> Getting game. too cold, you man. I too went time. And I was like frozen.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's this time of year where it's like, man, I gotta go <laughs> I at like know. noon. <laughs> it's the only time.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys updates on, on how shit. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah this you know.
1: Oh, perfect. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Exactly, <laughs> what I'm, exactly what I'm exactly looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Take later, Smith.
0: All right, guys, take it easy. You done, goofed. And as Dustin would always say, great (laughs) interview. No, but seriously, thank you to Smats for for coming on. Uh, We we always have a lot of fun bringing some St. Mary's boys back and talking about those good old days. And, uh, man, I I, I would have to say uh, one of the coolest things about the story is just hearing how he was able to overcome that, that uh, fractured femur, which is a pretty oh, yeah. big deal.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, <laughs> that was an incredible story. And to see where he was back then to where he is now. I mean, that's incredible. Um, I'm also extremely excited mm-hmm. to have him back on um, maybe as the season progresses and, and see how that goes. And, and like we even mentioned, there's a, a bunch more to talk about, especially in his professional career. And, and kind of that journey um, we touched, we, we, Scratch the surface, like we do with most interviews, but um, it'll be good to have him back on.
0: Definitely, yeah. And, and as as we as we talked about, we didn't even we didn't even get into the fact that he went over season played uh, or he played for for a Polish team for a few games, and then he also went to some NHL camps too. So uh, we I know we say it to pretty much everyone who comes on, but honestly there's so much more to uncover with, with Smats. So, uh, big thank you to him again for coming on and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have him on again soon. Um, in other news today is the, well, when this drops, it'll be August. (laughs) What am I talking about?
2: Uh,
0: It's been a long, long weekend, October 5th. And, uh, we all know that, that Tuesday. Tuesday is the big day.
1: Right, we finally can... Big day. We, yeah, for, 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 for the, uh, all the wings, the NHL uh, league in general. But we finally get to see what Heisman is going to do. And do you have do you have any last exactly. prediction? Like, what's your... Gun to your head, what's he doing? Uh,
0: you know, it's very hard to read him, but I feel like at four, you have to go with a guy like, like Cole Perfetti, yep. Like... I, I don't know Marco Rossi. I, I could see as well, um, or Jamie Drysdale. I could see any of those three, but I anybody who says that that Yaroslav Askarov is being picked at four, I think that that's insane. The kid is a phenomenal goalie, and he's very young. He's gonna have a bright future. Whoever does pick him, I just I can't see. Yeah, us just like the from the needs.
1: Like if we had a few more pieces in place. And- yeah. Picking a goalie just to just to say hey we're we're two two three years away from really being in a good spot. We need to secure a goalie, but we're not at that point yet. I think we're a little too far off. Maybe a draft in a couple of years if we're still really bad, then you take them and you take them in the first round and have that stud goalie, but I don't think we're there yet.
0: Right. Yep, well, just like uh I mean it's it's very it's proven that you can get a good goalie a little bit uh, you know middle, mid first round to late first round. I mean, uh, I believe his Vasilevsky was uh, picked at 19th overall. Yeah. So yeah, that was back in in 2012, and again that was a pick that Ken Holland uh, gave away for Kyle <laughs> Quincy. So good That's on him. That's
1: crazy. I, I forgot about that. Very that is, about that that is crazy. That whole. Yep. how that went down, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, and that was actually part of part of uh, the talk on the way back from the golf trip is the expiring contracts, and and it's just I I feel bad for Iserman for how much work he
1: Seriously, has to right? do. Right.
0: <laughs> some some sleepless nights ahead just so for much. for him. All thanks to his good old yeah, buddy he's Ken. Got so Hoffed. much,
1: so much. to, I mean he's just never going to be in a comfortable spot, and like. I don't know. There's just too many pieces. I mean, like for literally seven it, years, it, probably. You,
0: yep. Well, it's, we, we have, I think it was Abdulkader. We have him till 2024 mm-hmm. on the books or 2023 or something. And, and, uh, we're still paying, uh, Zetterberg for, yeah. for this year. Like, are we paying? Uh, uh, I don't
1: know. We're fine. We fi- fi- I, no, <laughs> I was going to say we might be paying Franz until 2035. So. Uh, no, but that's good. He's off the books. We <laughs> freed up some space there.
0: We're, we're still going to, that's actually like, he's part of the pension <laughs> program now we're just paying him out Social every thing. single year. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. So, but no, I, I'm, I'm certain that if there is anybody that can do it, it is Stevie. Um, I know that everyone says that trust in the Iser plan and, and so on and so forth, but no, yeah. I, I look what he built in Tampa. 70%
1: of that roster was
0: all yeah. him. No, it's true. 70% of the time it works. And even and even time. not
1: even uh, like um, building the roster, half of the half of the, well more than half of what a GM does is is figure out what keep pieces to keep, what contracts to sign, how many years, uh, what to do in the you know in the AHL and different things like that. A lot of the behind the scenes work that you don't really know. So it's not just like hey, I'm going to draft this guy or I'm going to trade for this guy. It's hey, I'm left with this team. Now this contracts up what do I do um, and in how many years? And I think that's where Ken Holland was lacking is in that department. Like, yeah, he could build a team, he could see talent, but man, we got left with some, some bad contracts. And I'm hoping that Stevie y doesn't do that. Yeah.
0: And and the worst part is is that they they aren't front, front like um, they no. aren't front heavy. Yeah. So so they're whatever we signed advocator for we're paying him the same every single year until right. his contract and, and the bad expires. Part is, and too,
1: we, yeah, he's, he's untradeable. He, yeah, he's untradeable. He if it would have like, been front loaded, it would have been better because he was providing a little bit more value than he is right now. So, like, if his contract went absolutely. down, it's like okay, now I can stomach that because you're not getting paid this year what we what you're you know what you actually are worth. You know, he his contract would have gone down. He would have got a lower salary, and he's not playing that well. So, yep, no, definitely agree.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll uh, have a lot more to talk about for um, for next week. Uh, Obviously, this is going to be a jam packed week. Tuesday is going to be a big day. Um, And yeah, stay tuned for uh, more blog posts to come out. Uh, We're definitely going to have some you know a lot to write about this week, uh, as well as um, just keeping up with the Instagram page and, and checking out this episode so um, thank you to everyone and is there anything else that you nope, that you want to bring it. up Connor all right well let's get Do the, the puck week. out of here <laughs> 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 oh peace <Yeah. laughs>